On the new home of the Bears, ESPN Chicago, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. Week 18 in the NFL. Kickoff for the noon games taking place around the National Football League. We'll keep you up to date to the scores. And obviously, we're previewing the Bears on the road against the Green Bay Packers today at 325. Sylvie Lance and Dion will be up in about an hour right here on ESPN 1000. Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak will have the call of the game right here on ESPN 1000 live from Lambeau Field as the Bears have their season finale against the Green Bay Packers. The Bears looking to get to eight wins today. The Green Bay Packers, with a win, they'll make the playoffs. So there's a lot on the table and a lot to discuss. And we were talking about on Friday, listening to Captain Jay Hood, and David Kaplan said this. Have you ever seen an athlete in this town who is more divisive and through no fault of his own? I have never, ever in my life seen it where... If you give a, a rational opinion, I think Caleb Williams or Drake May or Courtney Cronin would be better at quarterback, you get called some of the most vicious things ever. Have you seen it like this? I when I heard that, I was like, I can think on my you know, on my hand at least three or four or five guys that have been more divisive mm-hmm. than Justin Fields. Now we all have different opinions, but I don't think that there's an anger and uh just a level of people being upset with one another over Justin Fields' play. I think we all hope he was better. We all hope that he's played better to this point. Some think that he can do it in the future. Some think that he's absolute trash and they need to move on and they need to draft a quarterback. But I don't think there's a level of anger when it comes to the Justin Fields conversation. I I think what it is is that we hope he was a better player, but he's a very likable teammate. He's a likable guy. He's a guy that you want to root for. He's a guy that, if he was able to do it, would be a hell of a bear for for a long time. And I think we would all be appreciative of what he could bring to the table. He just hasn't played good football on a consistent basis. Yeah, I can think of, you know, Derek Rose, Mitchell Trubisky, Zach Levine. Those are the three that I can come up with off the top of my head that, to me, are more divisive. Derek Rose, Jay Jay Cutler is the top of the game. Jay Cutler is number one. Rose is probably number two, even though now he's universally loved by Chicago and people want his jersey retired and all that kind of stuff. But you can't disagree with the fact that when he came out and he missed uh, almost two full seasons with the knee injuries and had the press conference where he talked about how he wasn't going to play because he's worried about his knees and he wants to be able to you know, watch his kids graduate and all this and walk, walk to graduation and all that kind of stuff. People were livid, yeah. absolutely livid. And I think the divisiveness for uh, Zach Levine came with you saw it you saw it now like the second Zach Levine came back on Friday and didn't even have a good game but they won over the weekend people were going nuts this weekend about Zach Levine and how he was playing and that the Bulls won with him on the court so there's there are more divisive guys i think that when you talk about Justin Fields i don't necessarily think there's a right or wrong answer he hasn't developed the way we hoped he had developed 
there might be a better quarterback in the draft than Justin Fields. But we don't know. You can say Caleb Williams will be better in the NFL or that Drake May or Michael Penix or or Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix or whoever might be better in the NFL, but we just don't know that yet. You can say that Justin Fields still needs a couple more years to develop and you should pick up the fifth-year option. You don't have to give him an extension right now. You can see how the next two years play out or next year plays out, you're essentially paying a quarterback $30 million for two years. Almost averages out to about $14, $15 million a year, which isn't a lot of money. So you can say that and still be right. Maybe they add another wide receiver and you see how he does next year. I don't think there's a correct answer on Justin Fields, and I don't think anyone is like throwing stuff at each other the way we were about Trubisky. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of opinions and I think... uh at the end of it, though, people think that he's a good guy. Like, that's the thing is, like, with the Cutler stuff, a lot of people thought he was a jerk. You know, like, like that that was a part of it. Yeah. Like, bad body language. He wasn't a likable guy, yeah. some thought. So, I mean, I think that angle allowed some of the anger to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, from all accounts, his teammates love him. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he figures it out. But from the data that he's shown us over 35 starts in the National Football League, he hasn't figured it out. I still think the same goes for Trubisky, too. By all accounts, Trubisky's a super nice guy. Like, yeah, Trubisky... No one, like, he's a nice person. He was no, a I, nice guy. Yeah. What, what turned him into a character that people didn't like when, was when he was struggling and he came out and said that he, needed to, he wanted the yes. TVs turned off at yeah. Hallis Hall because he didn't want to deal with the critics. That was a bit of a problem. Yeah, yes. that, like that didn't go his way. And, and I think, but yes, he was a likable guy. Yeah. And for the most part, Derrick Rose, likable guy as well. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I think... Zach Levine, in, we don't know. No, I, I, everyone, everyone says Zach's a, a nice guy. He's already said he doesn't want to be here. No, I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> right, right. And that's like, what, what's worse? A guy that says he doesn't want to be here or a guy who, when healthy, didn't want to play? Yeah. Huh? Right? Like, that That was obnoxious as well. Absolutely. And and when you're, like, medically clear to play, but you don't want to play. Like, that. that's something that no fan can get behind. Rudy yeah. in Cherville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's what do you up, think, Rudy? Rudy? Morning, guys. Long time no talk. Um, you two boys ought to thank the road, uh, radio gods for moving you from Kaplan's show to Carmen okay. York and, and, <laughs> and, and, your, and, and your own radio show. A um, couple quick comments and a question. Um, the one caller said something about the Packers not having anything. I think they started the season two and five. So, ah, they're pretty good. Um, and I think Tim Anderson's heading that way as a divisive player. Um, Adam, you mentioned two wide receivers, and, and I agree with you, but then again, I doubt if anybody could name three, three wide, wide receivers from the Packers. And finally, let's say the Bears do really well today. In a week from now, is Harbaugh still in play? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think I Harbaugh's think so. still in play. Thanks, Rudy. Thanks for the phone call. I think that, look, the, but the Packers to me, Rudy, and saying, yeah, you can't name any of the wide receivers on the Packers. The Packers are a technically could make the playoffs today, but I don't think anyone has aspirations of them going to the Super Bowl. Like, you look at teams that that are consistently, you know, Patrick Mahomes made the most he could have out of wide receivers. They did win without Tyreek Hill, but now it's biting them in the ass. You know, like, the Eagles got to the Super Bowl last year with two stud wide receivers and a quarterback playing out of his mind and the best offensive line in the NFL. Right, like I know you're going to look at at the sheet and name the uh, the uh, Green Bay wide receivers for me. And the other part of it is, I think Harbaugh is still in play because you always want to look to upgrade 
your manager slash coach. Look what the Cubs did this year with Craig Council. If you find out that the Bears are one of the jobs that Jim Harbaugh would be willing to take, you absolutely make that phone call and you figure out what it would take. That's a clear upgrade. You got to go after Absolutely. 100%. I had that opinion on Thanksgiving weekend after the Ohio State-Michigan game. Uh, we were on the air uh, that weekend and then also, you know, the week throughout on Black and Abdallah. And my take was the Bears have to go out and get Jim Harbaugh. That's a 100%. If he wants to be here, clear upgrade. And I don't care how this season finishes out with Eberflus and the, the win streak and however they finish off this, this rest of the season. You have to go do that. No, what I was looking up is this. Um, because you said, I don't think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. I was doing the research earlier this morning. Um, the Bears will close out the regular season in Green Bay for just the second time in this all-time series. The two teams have had six Week 17 matchups, now Week 18, since 1920. Mm-hmm. Five of those games taking place at Soldier Field. The last one was between the two teams in Green Bay, uh, was in 2010. Yeah. Week 17, mm-hmm. the Packers beat the Bears 10-3. to They then... A couple weeks later, meet the Bears in the NFC Championship game, 21-14. to Cutler gets hurt. The Packers go on to the Super Bowl. I believe, because the Bears won the division in 2010, wasn't that Week 17 game a Bears, if they win, they they keep the Packers Packers out out. of the playoffs? Uh Uh-huh, yep. 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 So there you go, Abdallah. The Bears have a chance to keep the Packers out. They let them into the playoffs. You never know if they can get all the way to the Super Bowl. I, I get what you're saying, though, because Jordan Love is different than Aaron Rodgers. I'll take my chances with the 49ers in the NFC. <laughs> we go to Rick on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, how Rick. How you doing? Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to understand something. So the Bears have the first pick, and everybody is saying, uh, making comments that they should spend that pick on a quarterback. But to me, we have a quarterback that's been in the system and starting to for all intents and purposes, uh, excel in this system uh, of late, okay? Now, if you bring in a new quarterback, the first thing everybody says, though, you got to put talent around him, skilled players around him. Well, you know, you got a quarterback already that's learning the system, that's starting to excel in the system. Wouldn't it make sense to build around this quarterback versus a new one where you're going to take a step back because this rookie Needs to learn the system. All you know needs to uh, learn the system. And guess what? By he's learning the system, how many growing pains is that going to be? You have a quarterback in Justin Fields that's been in multiple systems, and the talent that's been around has been porous. And that's a kind word to be honest with. You. So I'm just trying to just from um, what I'm seeing and what I'm talking to people out on the street about is that how can you pull the trigger on the quarterback? Well, you need a stud wide receiver, especially since your receivers don't even know how to block at the point of attack. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around. Maybe you guys can make some sense about it because I'm not, I'm not in favor of going backwards with someone that we have that's moving forward when we can just surround him with the right talent. Spin it on the wide receiver, spin it on the edge rusher, the offensive, the offensive lineman, man, come on now. And so you probably go get some high school players that play better than a couple of them. Uh, all of the false starts, all of the penalties, it don't make any sense. I'm just saying, because uh, just talking to people out on the streets, mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking to hear you guys' opinion. Thanks for listening to me. 
Take care. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Thanks for the phone call. I'd say this. Uh, I agree. I don't want to go backwards. And I also find it to be a tough sell. If you're bringing back Eberflus and Getze, that that's the group that's going to develop a new rookie quarterback. Oh, no, no, no. That, that if, to me, is a tough sell. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I feel like the only way... Look, there's been all this reporting, right? Tons of reporting. I don't even know where it's sourced anymore. Where... We're reading things every single no, day. It's 2024. You don't need sources. I know. Uh, you got a podcast? Just say some stuff. Uh, it's a, just I'll, put it I'll, out there. No, I'll just say what our last caller said. Yeah. In the streets. Um, <laughs> and I like, love it. Like the, the, oh, I know where I was reading this. I was reading this with uh, Diana Rossini. wrote this yesterday on The Athletic. She does like her news and notes going into the week. And sure. it was a lot about coaches that are going to be moving on and fired. And it's very similar to what uh, Adam Schefter wrote on ESPN, where he just goes through the teams where there's either there's going to be a coaching change or there's going to be speculation. And what Rossini wrote about um, the Bears is that Kevin Warren isn't someone who's waiting until this last game to make his decisions, right? Like, this isn't a make it or break I don't believe, and she doesn't believe, and her sources don't believe, that this is a make it or break it game for whatever decisions they're going to make. This is someone who's been sitting back and taking notes and watching everything involved with this team from how the players are reacting to how the coaches run practice to everything on and off the field and will help Ryan Poles make those decisions, right? I also believe that Ryan Poles isn't going to be swayed by a single game from Justin Fields or Matt Eberflus. I think the decisions have been pretty much decided on. Now, if something catastrophic happens and they lose like they did, like they did last season in the second half of the game. The first half of the, the, the Bears-Packers game, it was 10-6 to 6 going into halftime, and then the Packers came out and scored yeah. two times in a row and it was over, right? Yeah, and turnovers from the offense exactly. allowed turnovers that to happen. Turnovers from the offense yeah. allowed that to happen. The Bears score a garbage touchdown at the end, 38-20, to 20, okay? So, it could have been a lot worse besides that garbage touch touchdown. It was probably more like Thirty-eight to you know to thir- to thirteen. Well, no, they they scored that touchdown, and there was like two and a half. No, there was like two and a half minutes left in the game. I thought oh, the final one. Yeah. there there was one that made it a ten-point game yes. at the end of the third quarter, which it kept it still as a game. Until, but it didn't feel like a well, game. Well, the Packers got the ball right back and scored yes. again, and that was that. So unless something like that happens, it feels like the decisions have already been made. I feel like it would be a horrible, horrible move to move on from Fields, but keep. Both Eberflus and Getze. I feel like if you're going to bring in a, a new quarterback, you need a new head coach. Whether it's Harbaugh, whether it's some of these coaches that are going to be losing their jobs and maybe you want to bring in someone who needs a, a change of scenery. Maybe you make a trade if, if the trade for Tomlin is out there, something like that. So there's going to be a lot of coaches that are looking for work starting tomorrow on uh, on Black Monday. And a lot of jobs that are open that might be, you know, in some people's eyes, like Harbaugh, the, the talk is in the streets, Chris. The talk in the streets is that the commander's job and the uh, charger's job is what, and the raider's job are what, and, and also the bear's job is something he has the eyes on. His My eyes on. sources, personally, I prefer random blogs. Okay. That, that's the best way to go I like about the your streets. business. I'm talking to the dude in front of the Chick fil A. I'm talking to the dude oh, he, down the street. He's giving out information right now. I, I can see him. You know the dude that used to hang out in front of the old, old Navy? Yeah, with the speaker. With the microphone. They'd be like, yeah. you're going to hell if you smoke yeah. them cigarettes. I'm hearing Justin Fields is safe. Yeah, he's, he's right there. He's giving me, he's giving me news. He's giving information. The streets Absolutely. are giving news. Yeah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago.
It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. for Bears football coming up at 325 right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We go to Max in Indiana. You're on ESPN 1000 talking Justin Fields. What do you think, Max? Well, what I think is that, uh, first of all, your boy uh, your boy Cap needs to get a new helmet with a little tighter strap because he's out of his head. <laughs> Second of all, I don't see how you guys think that today's game is so paramount to Justin Fields. The Bears could not be in a more optimal situation. You keep Fields, you get some coaches who understand it can even spell the word quarterback, you take Michael Penick because that kid's got the fastest release in college football in like the last eight years. He's even better than Stroud on the college release. Now, then you go over and you take Kirk Cousins because he's kind of a pariah in the NFL right now. No one wants to touch him, and he got the perfect situation. I, I can't imagine you're going to put so much emphasis on a meaningless game for the Bears today against the Packers. And by the way, your boy who does the subbing, who's the guy who is, uh, covers the Cubs all the time, he the guy says who covers the, Bears, the Cubs and does the subbing. Hey there, buddy. Oh, you're talking about Jesse Rogers? Yeah, he says hey, his buddy, inside question, guys buddy. at Alice all say, no way are they bringing Harbaugh anywhere near the state of Illinois. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. I mean, Jesse can think what he. I don't know if Jesse's got his ear to the streets the way we do. Oh, he, no, he's, he's got. I think he's got his ear on the door at Alice Hall. He uh, made it almost crystal clear the Bears will have no conversation with Harbaugh. Okay, well, that's what Jesse's reporting then. I but didn't yeah, hear that. Take, take I think it could, have been, it could have been an opinion from Jesse. Uh, I didn't oh, no, see no. the he, ESPN.com he made it, he made article it clear. on it. But he was hearing, you know. Jesse needs to keep his ear on Cody Bellinger's door. How's Shohei doing? All right, thanks, Max. Appreciate it. <laughs> I love Jesse. Jesse's the best. Hey there, buddy. I don't know. I don't know if that's I the case. I got sources, buddy. I don't know if they're, they're, they'll have refusal to talk to Jim Harbaugh. Well, there is the, like... The only way I could see it is if Kevin Warren and him just absolutely won't get along, right? But I thought I think Kevin Warren also likes to win, you know. And if Jim Harbaugh is the best option, then they should put their differences aside, unless Jim Harbaugh wants control of the roster and he just wants to be GM. Also, I don't think there's a situation where if Jim Harbaugh makes the call and says, "Hey, I want to be Bears coach, but you got to let polls go. I want to bring in my own guy and figure this out." I don't think Kevin Warren would do that. Daniel in Plainville. Uh, Plainville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Daniel? Hey, how you doing, guys? How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on. Uh, about this quarter quarterback situation, uh, we should keep Justin Fields and not have to worry about uh, getting another quarterback. Justin Fields been playing for the Bears, what, two years now? Working on his third year. He's getting comfortable. He's doing the right things. And if you want to get a coach in there, great. Get a coach that wants to win. But you can't put in plays for Justin Fields. You can't design plays for Justin Fields to do a running play. Justin Fields does that on his own. He's got his own instincts. Let him run the ball when he needs to run the ball. Let him do what he needs to do. Get two wide receivers, and, and we're looking at Super Bowl. 
All right, lock it in. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate the phone call. Josh in Burbank, uh, or in Burbank, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Josh? Hey, guys. Yeah, I just, I think a few calls ago, um, people were just lauding love. Love has been playing well, don't get me wrong, but been lauding love for how he has nothing to work with. He's had more invested in his skill positions than Justin Fields has. Like, obviously, outside of the DJ Moore trade, that was a huge investment. But Ryan Poles, he Spent a second round pick on Claypool. That didn't work out. Yeah. Other than that, he hasn't drafted any wide receivers except for Bayless Jones and Tyler Scott. Both, well, I think, uh, one was a third round pick, one was a fourth round pick. You got two second round picks up there in Green Bay, plus an offensive system that we know works. How many coaches from that 2013, uh, 2013 Washington staff are head coaches in the league, are savants in the league? So, both the systems and the the talent hasn't been right around Justin Fields, and I think with by trading the first round pick, we can get the talent right around Justin Fields and move this thing forward. Thanks for the call, Thanks, Josh. Guys. Appreciate you, man. We go to Chase on the South Side. You're on ESPN ah. 1000. Hello, Chase. Hey, Black. Happy New Year, man. Finally get a chance to tell you. Happy New Year. Yeah. Hey. So, I told him for hey, you, Chase. Uh, when you told Black? me, I mean, uh, what's up, Dollar? But uh, Chase, when you yeah, told me to tell Black Happy New Year, I told him. Did I not tell you Happy New Year for Chase? You did. Okay. See. But I appreciate yeah. it. No problem. I, um, but the reason why I was calling was because um, <clears throat> I, I I believe this right. So I'm wondering after watching last night's game, um, Black. I need your um, actual opinion. If you're thinking that. By Stroud looking as good as he is and playing mm-hmm. the way he's playing, yeah. I mean, wondering like, is that depending on what happens in tonight's game, that have an impact on his decision? Because the thing is this, right? I I think that they are more likely going to move on from Justin just because of what's happened. Because I don't think Poles wants to have this, you know. He knows this is his first draft getting a quarterback, and he wants to reset the market, reset the clock, and he don't want to pass up on a quarterback back-to-back years. He just he can't do that. Um, I would prefer them to keep Fields and build around him, but I just don't – I just given the fact of the rookie clock. But the only issue I have of them drafting a quarterback is if you're going to draft a quarterback, you can't keep the same coach. You know, or you, you can't do that. It is, it's like you either keep the coaching staff and keep Fields or you get rid of all three. You can't. Ha- you can't have. You can't have it. You can't right, right. keep the coach. You can't keep the coach, and then draft the quarterback, and then, and then have the coach on a lame duck year. And then if the coach gets fired, if the team falls off and, and don't have a good season, he's fired. Now the rookie quarterback has to learn a new offense, or vice versa, where you keep Justin and then you draft it, and then you hire a new coach. Then Justin has to learn a new offense. So it's like you do. You got to do one or the other. You can't just. You can't. You got to get rid of either. Either get rid of the coach, or get or get rid of all of the above. You can't just half it because this is the problem. This is the reason why this team can't have sustained success because they keep doing it half. They keep doing it half half around. They, they you can't do that. And I just hope that they make the right decision and get it right. But I'm just wondering uh, uh, if watching last night's game and seeing Stroud's development would that woo pulled into moving on from fields and saying, look, I can't make the same mistake again. I'm going to have to get it right because this is my job is on the line. So he got to cover his. Oh, no his doubt. Behind. No doubt. Thanks you for know. the call, Chase. Happy New Year. Right, Thanks guys. for the phone call, man. I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily what we saw last night means that they have to move off of fields. I, I just think that you do have to add that to the consideration that they went into last offseason saying, we're going to keep fields unless we're wowed by one of these prospects. 
CJ Stroud didn't wow them. That's documented. Mm-hmm. They didn't take him. They could have mm-hmm. taken him. So do you trust the front office and Ryan Poles to go into this offseason with the same mindset? And like Chase was saying, do you see what took place last night? Stroud gets the Texans to the playoffs, has a great season as a rookie, and the Bears are still in limbo on whether or not Justin Fields is the guy for the future. I, I think it all kind of plays together, but also the Bears are in a great situation. If the quarterback plays well today and is clearly the guy for the future and, and continues to improve, then that's a great spot to be in if you have your quarterback and you have this number one pick. I don't think that Ryan Poles makes knee-jerk reactions, right? And saw yesterday's game and was like, oh, man, well, now we got to do something, I right? I think I think I, he's I more inclined to, and I don't know what he's going to do, but I think that if you look at what the 49ers have done, right? And you and I have talked at length with people about Brock Purdy and whether or not they, the 49ers would be better I mean, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. I don't know how much better they can get is if they had a guy like Justin Fields and not Brock Purdy. And if Brock Purdy was on another team, not the 49ers, right? Now the 49ers have like five all pros on the offensive side of the football, right? So you could insert another quarterback into that situation, and I'm sure they would be just as successful as Brock Purdy. Is that more enticing to Ryan Poles? Get all these first-round picks that you can for this first-round pick if you trade it to someone and build your roster up over the next couple years. And then when it comes time to re-sign Justin Fields to an extended deal, that's when you make your decision. Justin Fields is still cost-controlled for the next two years. Yes, the fifth-year option is around $21-22 million, but that's not that expensive. You don't have to pay him $40, $45 million a year tomorrow. That's two years down the road. So is he going to say, hey, I need to get the quarterback right now and then we'll build up the rest of the roster? Or is he going to say, hey, I can set this roster up for sustained success for the foreseeable future by getting all of these young first round picks, difference makers, day one starters. You could get two day one starters for the next three years. And is that something that he's more inclined to do? And then figuring out the quarterback. Because if you have the best offensive line, if you have some of the best skill players in the NFL, if you already have a great defense, because a lot of these guys are younger now, not like a couple years ago where you had one of the oldest rosters in the NFL, then you insert the quarterback like the Eagles kind of did with Jalen Hurts. And then you've got a team that's going to be a playoff team and in playoff contention for a long time. 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdallah getting you ready for Bears, Packers. ESPN Chicago. Chicago. It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. The Bears are on the road today, 325. Bears at Green Bay at Lambeau Field. The Packers, if they win, they get in the playoffs. The Bears, if they win, they'll get to their eighth win of the season. What a year this has been. Welcome to NFL kickoff weekend. Much anticipated opener between your Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Snap back to Jordan Lowe. Got a fire over the middle. It's caught Jones away at the 20 to the 15 angling right to the 10 to the 5. Outruns every Bear to the end zone with a touchdown. Rushing four. They stunt. It's picked up for the moment. Fields now racing out of there. Hit. Fumble the football. It's on the ground. It is covered up by the Green Bay Packers at the 28-yard line. It was bound to happen. Green Bay Packers do it again. They come to Soldier Field. They went for the ninth consecutive time under head coach Matt LaFleur. 
in grand fashion, 38-20 over the Bears here at Soldier Field. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. You know, rivalry week, week one, uh, going against the Packers, I mean, it sucks. You know? But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we get to look at the bigger picture. We are underway in Tampa, Florida. Snap back, four-man front, pressure coming, throws over the middle. It's intercepted by Shaq Barrett. He intercepted the pass and then motors into the end zone for the touchdown. Throws over the middle, intercepted on the ricochet, intended for Claypool. Buccaneers have taken it away again. And the Buccaneers have gone to 2-0 for the third straight year. A 27-17 win over the Bears from GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will start at their own 25 left to right. And now back the other way is Skyer Moore. They fake it to him and shovel to McKinnon up the middle. Untouched into the end zone for the touchdown. Gives to Pacheco. Lancing off a hit by Edmonds into the end zone. Another Kansas City touchdown. It's going to be a, a downtrodden locker room for sure. We'll hear from Coach Eberflus. Yeah, we're going to be working diligently. We're going to focus one week at a time. We're going to focus and we're going to fight uh, uh, to get this done. So we're going to fight, 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 fight. An extremely important down right here in this ballgame. Now takes the snap. Has time, zips it over the middle of the post, and is caught by Cortland Sutton for the touchdown. And this game is now a one-score situation. Kick by Lutz is up. It is good from 51. Now you walk into a locker room searching for answers, searching for reasons why, and oh yeah, you got a Thursday night game, so you don't have any time to dwell on it, and you got to start getting ready for Washington. Snap back to Fields. Fields looking, now throwing. Got open man, DJ Moore, end zone, touchdown! Touchdown Bears! Snap field stares down the left side, pass is caught by Moore! Down the sidelines, and nothing but green grass. He is gone, baby. Hey, win column. We're glad to be in there. 14 in a row. Goodbye. And then the longest losing streak in Bears history goes bye-bye. Beating 125, about to commence. The Vikings have won five of six in the series. Justin takes the snap with time. Now running out of time. Throw it. from behind, and down he goes. He got rid of the football as he was going down to the ground. And Justin coming up a little painful holding the groin area i've learned that fields suffered a dislocated thumb during today's game and uh, we don't have a timetable right now and uh, really he's uh, it's going to come down to grip strength we bring you the bears and the raiders from soldier field for a week seven showdown the bears looking for a fresh start with a new quarterback today and tyson bajan for the injured justin fields snap back bajan time gonna zip it right caught Jay Foreman inside the two, breaks a tackle, and plows in to the paint. Touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! Four-man rush, it's coming home, but Royer throws left, and it's intercepted, Jalen Johnson. Goodbye, baby! 20, 15, 10, pick six. Touchdown, Bears! An exclamation point by a job well done by the Bears defense. Yeah, I mean, I think I've got a cannon. Um... <laughs> Here's the snap, Bajan, little stunt, they throw to the near side, throw it right to a defender. They're rushing five, the pocket holds, Mooney over the middle, and the pass is taken out of his hands and intercepted by Derwin James. Yeah, I mean, I think I've got a cannon. And that is a second interception of Tyson Bajan. Yeah, just a bad football game. He yeah. almost went out to L.A. and you're in la-la land and... All types of great things are happening out there, and everything's fancy, and the sun's out, and you go over there, and you just absolutely, um, uh, you piddle one away. You build on something that you did last week, and you built upon nothing you did. Three-man rush, they drop eight, they throw over the middle, and a diving interception on a throw over the middle to Mooney, and it's taken away by the Saints. Here's the snap. 
Komet on the chip hit from behind. Bajin is swallowed up, and the ball comes out. It's still on the ground. Scooped up by the Saints finally at the 17-yard line. Five turnovers. The Bears drop to two and seven with a short week ahead in Carolina coming to Soldier Field on Thursday night. Bajin with a back to his right. Mooney in motion. He hands off. Foreman twisting, diving into the end zone for the touchdown. Touchdown. Bears have the lead. You see what was up your sleeve? Did you use it? Or? I don't know. What's up yours? In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Now back is Montgomery to the right of golf. Takes, gives to Montgomery, plunges into the middle of the end zone. Standing up and a triumphant spike of the football. Surrounded by his Honolulu Blue teammates and the Lions. Have a one-point lead with 29 seconds to go. Rushers are split wide. Hutchinson rushing off Darnell Wright. He's coming quickly on. Fields, the ball comes out. Bouncing around. It's kicked out of the back of the end zone. By right. Safe. 31-26 now, Detroit. It's now week 12. The Vikings for the new quarterback in Joshua Dobbs. Looking for a sixth straight head-to-head win against the visiting Bears. Snap. Right hand. Angle left. Santos the kick. Santos is good from 30 yards. And the Bears throw back in front 12 to 10 over the Vikings. The Bears get a win. They're first in the NFC North in 13 games. Awaiting the snap, Justin oh, Fields. Movement off the left side. Free play for Justin. Works it down the left side. He's got DJ Moore at the five. Loping into the end zone for the touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Oh. And they're back in front. Goff takes the snap. Four-man rush. With protection, it's closing on him. Pickens hit him. Throws over the middle. Intercepted. Intercepted to Maine Edmonds. They buried pressure with coverage on the back end. And Goff is swiped. Three takeaways. We were super excited, you know, coming into this game. Of course, we didn't finish it like we wanted to the last time we played them. So uh, it was definitely excited for the opportunity to prove to the world, prove to ourselves that, you know, we can really just hop on them like we did the first time, but, you know, finish this time. Snap to Fields. Steps up. Now he's just got to launch. It's going to be a Hail Mary coming to the near side. Launches into the end zone. Middle of the end zone. Passes batted around. And it oh. is intercepted by Cleveland. I thought for a second that Mooney had it in his, in his I thought he chest. got it. Then he kicked it up in the air. Unbelievable. Cleveland's going to win the game. Darnell had it. Kicked it up in the air. It's a 20-17 to 17 Cleveland win. I mean, it's simple. We just got to be better. I got to be better. Snap. Taylor in motion. Play fake field. Looking to throw. Going to run left. Being chased by Gardak. It's all fields. You can't catch him. He's in for the touchdown. A Christmas Eve gift wrap win by the Bears for their faithful here in Chicago. A great crowd. Great win. 27 to 16 over the Arizona Cardinals. Three receivers left. Snap field. Looking. Fields dancing. Fields throwing. Deep corner of the end zone. The pass is caught. Caught by DJ Moore for the touchdown. Fields with Taylor motioning left and back to the right. Takes the snap. Up the middle on the delay. Fields twisting left to the five. To the pylon. Puts the ball on the orange and into the paint. Touchdown Bears. We want Fields. Echoing down here at Soldier Field. Certainly making the decision tough on him. That's for sure. Right? With the way he's playing. Green Bay wins. It determines their next few weeks. Chicago wins, it determines their next few years. You win, it determines your entire career. Justin, you are an effing Chicago Bear, homegrown. 
There is no landing spot because you're not leaving. Not if you win Sunday against that team in that town. Hey, yo, shout out to Jake Cantu for putting together that 2023 Bears season recap. The Bears are 79 heading into this contest. Abdallah against the Green Bay Packers with a chance to get their eighth win of the season. And, and when you listen back to how the season has gone, obviously the start of the year was bad. It wasn't good, right? How will you remember this season? Will it be determined based on today's game? If they beat the Packers, you'll remember a team that improved towards the end and things are looking bright. If they lose today, will you then go back to the, you know, the season wasn't really good. You're a team that lost 10 games. And I, I think it's all on the table today against the Packers. I think today you look at the uh, the way this game shakes out, and I don't think this season is necessarily a failure if you lost. You're not making the playoffs regardless, right? You and I both believe at the beginning of the season this was not a playoff team. Like, if everything fell their way, they'd be a playoff team. But all we wanted was for them to be relevant at the end of the season. And I don't know if you consider knocking out your rival from the uh, from the playoff relevancy, but they were relevant all the way up until the very sun- the Sunday night game last week. The very end. I know it was a 1% chance the Vikings and yeah. the Packers needed to tie, but you were still, quote, in the hunt leading until the end of the season. I think that the way, if you're building a football team, this is a successful season. The way this team has turned it around on defense, the way you've seen the DJ Moore and Justin Fields connection flourish the last few weeks and, you know, last couple of months of the season, I feel like that you are building something. This team is building something, and I don't think you can say that this was an unsuccessful season. And shout out to Jake Cantu for putting that together. And then also shout out to Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. The yeah. soundtrack to your Bears season. You heard it here for the first time on ESPN Chicago all season long. Bears Packers coming up at 325. Home of the Chicago Bears. It's, it's the game day tailgate show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. Ten minutes away from the network pregame show with Sylvie Lance and Dion right here on ESPN 1000. Thank you to Charlie Bevins and to Sean Graney for producing today's show. Black and Abdallah on a Sunday. Tomorrow night, Abdallah, 6 to 8, Bears night in Chicago. We'll be with TJ Edwards. It's presented by Miller Lite. We'll be at Fire Bar and Grill in Crystal Lake, the final Bears night in Chicago tomorrow night. With TJ Edwards, who was a snub to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. He should absolutely be a Pro Bowler. So I hope today he goes out and demolishes Jordan Love and proves that he should have been a Pro Bowler. Absolutely. It's going to be great to hang out with him. Our last Bears night in Chicago, come hang out. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun. He's always great with us, so make sure you come out. You know, if you if you went to Wisconsin, he's always he signs for everybody. Come hang out. Yeah, um, it's been a lot of fun this yeah, season. Absolutely. So. I also think DJ Moore absolutely got snubbed too. So yeah. hopefully he has a day today and kind of takes it takes it personally and has a day with him and Justin Fields uh, hooking up today. All right, there you go. Bears and Packers coming up uh, at three twenty five in our pregame show is up in nine minutes right here on ESPN one thousand. Frank in Warrenville, Michigan, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Frank? What do you think about today's game hi guys yeah i traveled from chicago to come out for work but today's game should be a telltale sign of how strong the coaching and the quarterback have kept their emotions in their mind as a team i think it's not been mentioned that if we give up on a known commodity is the kid strong mentally and so is the coach this could have been 
this team could have been lost a long time ago. So I think that's one of the major things that uh, should be the reason or the prevailing fact that we keep fields and build around them. All right, we got you in. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate you. And, and I think that's what a good portion of the fan base believes heading into this game against the Packers is that Justin Fields has improved. Has he improved to the point where we say he's an elite quarterback right now? He's not. But you can't argue that he has not improved. He's improved this season. He looks better. He's yeah. just not improving to the, the, the rate that people would prefer yeah. that we've seen other quarterbacks do it. So I get it. Well, he, also, he hasn't been good enough. If you look at the numbers statistically, like you could say, oh, well, his QBR only went up like 1% and his touchdowns aren't as and like, Yeah, that's fine. But when you watch him play... You can't deny the fact that he looks better at the end of this season than he did at the end of last season. You can't. Watch the games. Watch and when people say and say, Oh, he can't make any throws, that's not true. He can make throws. Can he make all the throws? Not right now. But he may, he's making more of them than he did last year. And his 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 footwork is better than it was last year. He's taking less sacks than he did last year. He's getting rid of the ball faster than he did last year. He's improving. It's just not as fast as we'd like. Let's go to Matt and Streamwood. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my phone call. Thanks for all you guys with the pregame show this year. I do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Hey, I, I do want to agree with your last caller, too. I mean, I was telling your producer, I, I think this team should be proud of themselves. This team was left for the dead. They're a 1-5, in five, and Stephen A. Smith's calling us trash, and Tannenbaum and Loud Barty and all the national pundits, Greening, all of them were making fun of this. You know, even I was on, off on Eberflus in the beginning because I just thought this team was lost and they, he just didn't seem to have the answers. And like I was telling your producer before, until Ryan Poles drafted Montez Sweat, did this team start really figuring it out on the defense? You know, he, he took he took Ngakwe before in the free agency and Walker, and they really didn't do anything. And he had uh, Robert Quinn two years ago, and he had 17 sacks, you know, the season prior. And then in the year with Eberflus, he really didn't have anything. So it took Ryan Poles so many chances at the defensive end position to where he finally figured it out. I want the same thing. If it's not for Justin, just for his quarterback, that he's got to keep swinging on the wide receiver and the tight end position and fix that center position. So I do hope that he does trade that first overall pick, like what you said, uh, Abdallah, regarding mm-hmm. three future number one picks or, or six number one picks in the next three years. Just for like if, at any position, whether it's wide receiver, you know, tight end, center, you know, three technique, whatever you need to do to just to stabilize the position. Because I think with more talent around this team, and hopefully with Justin as a quarterback, I think this team can get better and that they can compete. And like I said, this team should be proud with themselves. I hope they do not lay down for this team in Green Bay because they've always had our number. Like you said, we are 0-9 for the past, you know, nine tries against them. We're 0-9 against this team, that this team always has our number. So I just want one time you know, for us to show it to them that we're coming for this division. Like, like Ryan Poe eventually said a long time ago, we're going to take the NFC North. It's time. It's time to take the NFC North. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Good call, Matt. And to Matt's point, since the start of November, the Bears are 5-3. and three. With Justin Fields as starter, since the start of November, they're 4-2. and two. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty good football team. Yeah. Call it what it is on the overall record in the start of the season. The final two months of the year... 
The Bears have been a good football team, and a lot of that has to do with Montez Sweat. Oh, absolutely. Let's not get it twisted, Chris. This is a very big game for the Bears, but not only that, it's a very big game for us because you and I both said they oh, would go over the win total over. at 7.5. We and need half, the win. And you need the win right now. You need the win today. So we don't look stupid uh, for saying that. I don't think we look stupid anyway. I mean, they're at seven wins right Pretty now. Pretty close. Pretty close. We were right on all summer yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. We were. Joey G, Melrose Park. Got to go quickly, Joey G. What's up, man? <laughs> I apologize for my last call to your show. Oh, no, all and good. Number three, all Adam, good. Adam, I love your uh, your scale there with the number one consecutive picks for the next two, three years. Go Bears. And guess what? The Bears didn't play this. I'm sorry. The Packers didn't play this defense game one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now they're playing top three defense. So if that kid don't get smacked around today, go Bears. Go Go Bears. Bears. Thank you, Joey. Joey G. Melrose Bar. Casey and Vernon Hills, you got to go fast. We're under a minute. Go ahead, Casey. Got to go quick. Yep, I got you. Hey, just credit to Eberflus, like week seven, eight, nine. He said something when they were on the skid that, like, the only way to get out of it is the fundamentals and getting better every day. That either sinks or, or it floats. And the team took that. They've played so much better in the second half of the season. Throw more talents around the team, offense and defense. Let them run it back another year. I'd understand if they get rid of fields. I wouldn't like it, but I'd understand it. Thanks, and happy new year. Thanks, Casey. Happy new year. All right, Abdallah, Bears, Packers, 325. The pregame show coming up in moments. Where are you going with this game? 24-17. Bears. All right, I'm going to give you this. How about this? Bears win. 27-26. What? Packers score a touchdown at the end to get into the playoffs. They go for two. And Bears this. stop them. Wow. End of game. No playoffs for the wow. Packers. Bears go on and win 27-26. Wow. That's how I see it ending. They get to their eighth win. I think this is going to be a good... I hope it's better than the last game. I hope the Bears win. Uh, you like come, that? They, yeah. they score late. Go for two. Pull, Deny. And pull the Lions? Yeah, I absolutely. Would love that. Absolutely. Coming up yeah. next, the network pregame show. Sylvie, Lance, and Dion. They get you right for Bears and Packers. Chicago Bears pregame. Pregame.